The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. So my guest today is Kiersey England. Now, Kiersey is a rebel soul who hates rules. She is a spiritual mentor, kundalini yoga teacher, Reiki master teacher, and a published author. She will help you heal to be free from others' opinions to open your heart. Hi, Kiersey. Thanks for being here today. Hello. So nice to be here. Oh, it's such a pleasure having you. I'm very excited to dive in. But would you mind telling us from your own words who Kiersey is? Of course. It's always like it's every time when I'm, you know, guests on podcasts or somewhere interviewed, when I'm like listening, all, all those things like, oh, am I really that? I'm like, oh, shit, time has, time has flown by because I'm also a mother of two. My kids are 10 and 11 at the moment. So I'm just like, really, whoa, when did I have time to do all that? <laughs> it's pretty incredible. But yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I am all those things, things you said. It's just like this, oh, proud moments of myself. Oh, good. And you should be. You put a lot of work in. Yeah, yeah. So my former uh, profession was uh, actually a Waldorf school class teacher. Uh, so I started as, as a teacher, but <laughs> it was two years I worked in there. And then I realized in the beginning and already that this is not for me. I knew that this one teacher was living inside me, but then I just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I'm here to be a teacher, but I'm not here to teach math. I'm here to teach something else. So then I became a Kundalini yoga teacher and then Reiki teacher. And then now it's, yeah, what whatever it is, the spiritual stuff. So I'm here to teach it, to share it. Oh, I love it. So what exactly do you mean by a kundalini yoga teacher? Yeah. So uh, do you know by yourself what's kundalini yoga or do you have some hint about it? I know I've heard of kundalini before and I've heard of yoga. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So kundalini yoga. Uh, many people has the same same background. So I would put it, it, it's very different kind of yoga than, for example, Hatha or um, Ashtanga or whatever, Yin yoga there is out there. So many different. So I think it was year 2014. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's been 10 years ago. The first time I went for a Kundalini yoga class, I was like, oh, my God, I fell in love with it with the first side or with the first try because it was like so... There was everything in, in one class. There was mantra singing, there was meditation, there was all those really, really nice yoga exercises, like physical exercises. And not only, you know, 
I hate these kind of things where you have to stand with your head or, you know, be really flexible and do all funny stuff. I don't like that kind of yoga at all. But then in Kundalini yoga, you're actually moving your body and sometimes really fast even. And it's uh, really dynamic. So I just really fell in love with that. And the combination of everything. You could say it's like very spiritual yoga, like one of the most spiritual type of yoga there is, I could say. Oh, I love that. So yeah, you're right. There are so many different yoga styles. So what's which is great because then everybody has something that they can find that works yeah. for them. I really wanted to dive into and ask you about yes. you being a rebel soul and one who hates the rules. Can oh, yes. you share the, the basis of that? <laughs> yes. And all that actually started from my Kundalini yoga teacher training because, you know, yogic traditions, there is quite often these kind of guidelines, you know, and actually in spiritual teachings as well, in many, many places that one doesn't eat meat and not maybe so much alcohol either. And it's like, kind of like strict things, what to wear and how to be in a certain way. And I was just like, oh my God, what is this? I cannot do this. And then <laughs> in Kundalini Yoga teacher training, we also had this, like, you should wear white and you should also wear this kind of turban in your head, like this, yeah thing. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't do that. And I remember when when it was my, this kind of uh, end class, when I had to show uh, final exam, final exam. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. English is not my mother language. So (laughs) thank you for helping me out with the words. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I even got a feedback, like, otherwise it went well, but, you know, you missed the turban. And I'm like, oh, my oh. God. <laughs> so, yeah, the rebel in me there, my journey started there. Like, what is this? Like, people are ordered all the time mm. saying, like, be authentic, be you, mm. be real, just speak your truth. But then anyway, in spiritual guidelines and very many, like, different traditions, there are, like, these rules. I'm like, what is this? Like, why people can't just be themselves? Yeah, there it all started. <laughs> Ooh, so I feel like I'm a spiritual rebel too then. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I feel the same. I'm all about like doing what feels right for me and then learning everything and taking what I want, leaving behind. The rest. But yeah, I'm like you. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, it all started from <laughs> there. Like and you. Then yes. I remember when I was then a ready yoga teacher, I started my own yoga studio and everything and I really was like thinking like okay is it now okay for me to order that steak you know eat the meat or should should I now just like go against my own intuition and I really had uh, quite this inner dialogue with me am I now doing wrong but then just one beautiful day <laughs> I just realized like oh my god I cannot live like this I cannot live by the rules of yeah. others and from that day on it just made me so free so I've been preaching about it ever since like you can be a spiritual person you can be a yoga teacher you can be whatever mm. whatever you eat or drink and by the way I love my champagne and wine <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, there is no right or wrong, never. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I feel like I can relate to that a lot because when I first had my first spiritual awakening, I say I had a couple, but when I had my first one, I was deciding 
which religion felt right to me because I was brought up in a Jewish and Christian household. So for me, finding spirituality was my way of making sense of everything and it felt right to me. So I feel like the basis for me, at least, of spirituality is doing what feels right and not really following too many rules, maybe universal rules of trying to do good, love others and go back to the other side. But anything else than that? I mean, I just feel like it's just rules. (laughs) I would say love is the only rule we have, like love how you love yourself and how you love others. Yeah. She's like, all oh, you can, you could just put everything in that one rule, love. And love is my religion. Yep. I was pretty much into Christianity when I was younger, but I also felt like something doesn't add up. Something doesn't add up. And it was so relieving then to, you know, find all these other traditions and religions. And, you know, like you said, just, Take what suits for you and leave the rest. And like everyone have the right to follow their own religion, to make their own religion even, to create your own way of living. Totally. I love it. So you are an author. Yeah. What have you authored? Yes, I have it here. Ah, perfect. (laughs) This is my first book. Oh, it's gorgeous. And it, of course, had to have the rebel on (laughs) it. A Path to Nirvana, A Rebel Journey Towards Freedom and Inner Peace. Oh, wow. So this came out about two years ago. Fantastic. And then I will show you the newest one. This is even more rebel. (laughs) The title. (laughs) It's called Open Your Fucking Heart, A Spiritual Guide to Stepping Fully into Your Power and Purpose. Wow. I love when books are not just to be read. I love when books are to be experienced. So they both have like journaling questions, uh, mantra practice, and these actually have an action steps as well after every section. Because really, I love books. I have always loved books, but just it would be really great if every book would have, you know, some kind of journaling questions and some kind of thing that you can actually so that it has the more power to transform you. Yeah, definitely. So it's not only information. So these books both have the power of transformation. Well, and they're gorgeous. They're, they are really, really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So what inspired you to write the first book? Let's start there. Hmm. Well, I've always loved to write ever since I was a little. I actually used to do Spice Girls magazines. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> <Awesome>. if, you <laughs> are, if you want to go and follow me on Instagram, so actually just a few weeks ago did a post and I actually filmed uh, one of my Spice Girls magazine when I did that when I was 10, I think. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I just always loved to write. And then I just had this, it all actually started from the same theme that I was telling you earlier about how I was feeling like so frustrated and almost angry about this thing. Like if you want to be a yoga teacher, you should quit eating meat and drink alcohol and everything. You should just basically like change who you are. So I guess that was the fuel for the first book because I really wanted to write a book that you can be and do and live your life in your own rebel way. And that's why it's also called a path to Nirvana because there is no the path to Nirvana. Everyone has their own Nirvana. And yes, it's referring to the band as well. (laughs) So, yeah. You're like a 90s baby at heart. I am born 88. A 90s girl. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Spice wonderful. Girls and Nirvana together. That's awesome. I know. 
<laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So writing two books, that's an amazing feat because I know, I don't know, there's statistics out there about how many people, it's like in the millions, want to write a book. But then there's like an even smaller percentage of how many people start and then an even smaller percentage of how many people finish and publish. And definitely an even smaller percentage of those who do more than one book. So, I mean, I think that's pretty incredible to have two books because <laughs> that's, I mean, the percentage of people who actually go through and do it is pretty incredible. So to the second book, what inspired you to write the second book? I was so hungry still, you know, because when I read my first book and it, when it got from the uh, editing and everything, it was like ready. I had the book. I actually read it. And my publisher said, no, that's not a good thing to read your own book because then, you know, you're going to feel like, oh, my God, why did I not put that there? And this is awful and this is bad. And like, <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> so it just left me so hungry. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to write another book. But oh. actually... It did not go like that. It it was then there was few weeks or a few months time. And then I was talking with my mentor. I don't exactly remember that what we were chatting, but I just got this like really intuitive feeling like, oh my God, I need to channel a book about love. And it just came and I wrote that down. Okay, channel a book about love. But I didn't start that yet, but I just had it in my head like, okay, my next book will be about love. And of course, then it was a little bit something else also, but the main teaching in this, that loving yourself is the key and opening your heart, your fucking heart is the key to everything in your life. Yeah. Then when I started it, I actually did what I was asked to do. So I did not plan it. I just took my computer and started typing. And there was, of course, some uh, faces. I got some like ideas of chapters and some, for example, mm. when I was typing, I got this idea like, oh, I'm going to actually have it like four different sections and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But every idea came when I was typing. So it was really interesting process. Yeah. So it sounds like you were channeling. Is that something that you do yeah. on a routine basis. Yeah. And then my self-doubt and my ego here is yelling on the other ear. No, you are not a channel. <laughs> no, it's only your imagination. <laughs> but I guess I am. Oh, it's, God, like no. just, Gosh, oh. it's just something so really natural for me. And that must also be the explanation of how the hell I have written and published two books, run my own yoga studio in Finland for four years, have two small kids with one year age difference. And like, I, yeah. <laughs> it must be there's some truth in that, that it's just so really natural. It just comes through somehow. Yeah. That's just something I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in order to do all that stuff, the energy has got to come from somewhere, right? I always say it comes from spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Just because exactly. how else yes. can you do all of that? Just like you said, yeah. oh my gosh, it'd be so exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you're pretty in tune <laughs> with your intuition. Do you call it that yeah. or do you call it something different or yeah. and what is intuition to you? Yeah. Intuition, just like before I knew it, now I know it like hundred percent that intuition is at least for me, it's connecting like direct connection with my higher self. So it's like my soul, the dial to my soul kind of, but I did not always know that. But anyway, I used to call myself a very intuitive person. So I just always was thinking like, it's something that has to do with your heart and something what feels good in your body. 
And then when I have been thinking back that ever since I was a little girl, I have always had really strong intuition and always just kind of known by myself what to do. So I never had to ask anything from my parents, from my friends, my poor friends. They... Like, I'm not that kind of typical friend, you know, who who calls to their friends and asks for advice because I never had to, because I always knew all the answers by myself. So sometimes wow. I remember I have two really close friends. So sometimes I even said to them, uh, like, I'm so sorry. It's just like, because sometimes I can just notice it can be many, many months and I haven't like, you know, being in contact with them. And so I was yeah. like, sorry, I still care you and I still love you. And thank you for being in my life. But, you know, just because I don't have that kind of need to call or text or like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Because I just, yeah, I have that sure. connection sure. so strongly within myself. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned higher self. Are there any other entities on the other side that you work with? I would say no for now, but I'm strongly feeling it. And these other entities has been strongly been coming now to my life. For example, I got to hear I am a starseed from Arcturus. Um, mm. uh, like I'm an Arcturian, it seems. <laughs> but I, I, I'm I, still a Ooh. little bit baby in this kind of area. I'm not so sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely there is something something more out there that wants to come through me. <laughs> ah, yeah. And I think that that's maybe just more for like us humans, because regardless, you're connected and you're getting the information. Does it really matter beyond your higher self who it's from? Yeah. Not really. It's just if you're curious, exactly. <laughs> I suppose is all. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm really much now lately being into last one, almost two years being, no, not two years. Let's say one and one and a half years with Ascended Master and especially with like feminine ascended masters like Isis, Hathor, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary and all those. And it's really nice. I have kind of like created my own language with them. And you can do that also with signs. And this is really good for the ego mind because, you know, the ego mind is so easily just like, no, but how can you know that it was Mother Mary who spoke to you? It was only your own mind. And, you know, it's just so really easy to doubt. But when you kind of like, you build your own language around it, for example, Mary Magdalene, every time I see 222 or 22222, like lots of twos, then I know it's she coming through. And then Isis is usually something with like the Ankh, if you know the symbol of Ankh. And then, yeah, but it's a fun, funny game. You can like create your own signs and meanings and kind of like your own vocabulary with the Ascended Masters or whoever you are talking with. Yeah, definitely. Very similar to like uh, signs from past loved ones. I mean, they use the same physical things that we have here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is interesting. I've been hearing more and more about ISIS. And I just find that fascinating. And obviously, that's telling me something I should probably look into her (laughs) because she keeps (laughs) popping up. But can you share a little bit about working with ISIS? Why would someone work with Isis, the Egyptian goddess. Mm -hmm, Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I must highlight the name Kaya Ra here and the book she wrote or channeled, uh, The Sophia Code. 
someone introduced me to that book and then I read it and I was like, oh my God, God. But actually before that, even ISIS, the same with you. It has just the ISIS name kept popping all, all the way, like everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, who is this ISIS? Yeah. Like, and why it's coming <laughs> all the way? And then I got that book and then it helped me. But basically like ISIS and all these other ascended masters, I love to work with them because they have been once humans here on the earth. So they know all the shit we're going through. So it's a little bit different than working with angels, for example, or dragons or whoever now. Like, hmm. for example, Isis, when she lived here, so she was a mother just yeah. like me. And she was cooking and cleaning and doing all the spiritual mentoring and being spiritual leader and it's really easy to talk with them in your mind or when you journal or whatever, because kind sure. of like they get you. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I really like working with spirit guides is because they can empathize with us too, having lived this life. Yeah. So yeah. what does working with ISIS do? Like, why would somebody turn to ISIS for guidance? Mm, good question. I'm kind of like thinking, well, it's the same that with everyone, whoever you kind of choose and whoever just feels like mm. you have this intuitive hunch, it could be whoever. But like if someone would like to special mentor with ISIS, sure. it's like being mm -hmm. a spiritual leader, teacher, mentor, you know, having lots of different strings <laughs> in one hand, like I'm doing. Good, good question. I don't know if I answer it quite, Yeah, <laughs> but at least something like that. <laughs> It. I think the way that you answered it is great is that it's just perhaps however the person working with Isis intuitively connects to her and her energy and however yeah. seated, just like with any others. Yeah, her and her energy, mm -hmm. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and it just can happen so easily that you just, you know, close your eyes and just ask her to come, her energy to come and help. Or if you are this kind of like a journaling type as I am, I'm always, I love to write because my mind is so very fast. So sometimes my mind just spins too fast. So that's always <laughs> easier for me to write. So I can just, you know, yeah. I can just uh, call Isis and just like, okay, hi. And then what is your message for me today? And just let it flow through your pen. So it's very much this is a subject that must be like demystified totally because people are just thinking like, oh my God, but if you are speaking with Isis, like, oh, oh my God, are you channeling Mary Magdalene? Like, oh my God, something very woo-woo and something very out there. But actually it can just happen in your kitchen when you're cooking dinner. Kids are fighting, I don't know, something. <laughs> and you can just there stop yourself and like exhale like Isis do you have some hint for me now? Or like, just call her energy, just, just, just support you. Oh, yes. I love that. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your energy healing. I know you do yeah. Reiki healing specifically, that modality. Can you tell me how you got into hmm. energy healing? Yes. I think my dad actually also does energy healing. So it has been very natural oh. for me ever since I was a young, he used to heal me with energy and it all felt very natural. So I guess it just came so very naturally to me. There was not kind of any decision. I, I actually don't sure. rem remember. But first it was Kundalini training. 
And then, yeah, this guy, his name is Kuldeep, actually, and he also teaches Kundalini Yoga and martial arts as well. He just came into my life and I just knew intuitively that this guy is my spiritual teacher. And actually, this is interesting one, the title of my second book, Open Your Fucking Heart, so it was he, so my own Reiki master and martial arts teacher who said that sentence to me in one of his martial arts class. <laughs> he said to me, Kirsi, open your fucking heart. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, it was more like he came into my life and then he was a Reiki and then it just was natural too. And now actually I'm not doing so much the healing yeah. as in Reiki anymore. Now I am actually teaching other people mm. to be initiated in the Reiki lineage. Oh, but wonderful. as you can guess, I do it in my own rebel way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not completely, you know, by the book. Of course, there is a respect towards the lineage mm -hmm. and there is a, like, there is a respect of the teachings and how certain things are done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also it's really important. And what I always teach for my students that always, always listen to your own heart, because, you know, nothing in this world wouldn't evolve. Nothing wouldn't grow. Nothing, everything would be just always, always like stagnated if there wouldn't be always one or two rebels who did their own ways. We wouldn't get anything go. new on this planet. So... That's why do we need rebels <laughs> and people <laughs> yeah. who have the guts and courage to do things in a different way, but of course, with the respect of the tradition. Oh, yes, absolutely. How did you know when you met that gentleman that he was your spiritual mentor? Was it because of <laughs> just an intuitive knowing or? Oh, yes, this is a fun story. I have a lot of these, it seems, <laughs> because it, it was his voice and he's from New York, you know, a little bit badass guy from, I, I believe he's from Brooklyn also, like, you know, really <laughs> strong accent from the, from the hoods. Yeah. So uh, I loved her, his accent and his rebel kind of like beingness. And the thing is, the first time I heard his voice was actually in one yoga retreat and he was supposed to be there, but he was stuck uh, in New York or somewhere else. He was stuck and couldn't get in because there were some passport issues. Uh, so that's why he had a, a mm. record, a voice message to all us participants. And I was laying in Savasana, so I was like in this relax relaxation and the first seconds basically or the first minutes when he was speaking like, who is this guy? He's my mentor. He's my teacher. And so he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, what a great story. Yeah. And I'm from Finland originally, now living in Spain with my family. So there's always been just something uh, I have always, always loved American accent, like always. And I've always, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I always have a little bit difficult with British accent. That's, I don't know. I don't like it at all. Oh, really? But American <laughs> accent, I love. <laughs> yeah. That's so Must be some past life trauma. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so, that's so interesting, Kiersey, because well, it's always so interesting yeah. to hear that I have an accent because I hear myself yeah. all the time. But it's just so interesting because I love the British accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think many Americans do. I had a good past life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think 
there was like a polar survey that was done. I gosh, I don't know how many years ago, and <laughs> I think the British accent was like ranked like the top most popular favorite <laughs> from for the Americans. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, Kiersey, this has just been so much fun. I was wondering to help wrap up our interview. Do you have a timeless message for the listener for the time that they listen to this episode, perhaps from your higher self or any of the Ascended Masters that you work with? Let's see what comes through. (sighs) Yes, very timeless message. Always speak your truth. Wonderful. Always, no matter what. And you will never hurt anyone with your truth. Actually, you will never, ever hurt anyone with your truth. If the other person gets somehow triggered of your truth, then it's actually only a beginning of healing process. So I believe that If we speak our real, authentic truth from our heart, like we say, we we wrap up our truth in loving words, you actually never can't hurt anyone. If someone will get triggered, then it's his or hers own problem, so to say, but we can think of that that's us giving a gift to that other person, like, because then whatever triggers you, it has the potential to start a healing healing process. Oh, that's so wonderful, Kiersey. Thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story and your wisdom with the listener. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you. This is really fun. Lots of good laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Music